It's such a mistake. This is such a mistake, this movie. <laughs> this movie is a true delight because of the... You know what, wait. Let's do Time Dottos first and do the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Direct-to-Video VHS. VHS? podcast where we pair movies like fine wine i expect to mm-hmm. get through this episode in about half an hour to 45 minutes because this is a nothing burger of a movie <laughs> there there is no way i that this mo- this movie is 68 minutes long eight of those minutes is credits there is so, no and it's middle of long. this movie <laughs> there's um there's a Oh, there's an opening and there's a closing and there's no middle. And I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to lay it out. I was yeah. entertained by this movie. And it's not like I loved it or anything. But I have watched so many bad kids movies that this kids movie, which is genuinely bad, was just like fine. I was like, this is. It was a smooth drink. Right. But it was it was a lukewarm cup of water. It was. It was. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't want to get it twisted. It's not a good movie. And it is absolutely spectacularly ruined, majorly ruined, by being a prequel to Anastasia. It didn't have to be, though. There's it no been, reason. It could have been literally anything else. And it's too long. I kind of love it. I kind of love it. It's Don Blue's last movie. Is it his last that's i thought we talked about it being his last last time maybe i'm wrong but i'm pretty no, sure he it did, be, it's, he, titan ae is after this right maybe i think titan ae is it's roundabout there and it's like we are we are dropping off point but like weirdly it doesn't have like the darkness of a don bluth movie it's like light all the way through it really feels like I don't know. It really feels like a Disney movie in a lot of weird ways. Because this has two directors. Was he like the animation director on this movie or something? Like, but they just gave him director because he had the bigger name. Like, I don't know. Gary Goldman is the assistant director on every Don Bluth movie after uh, after The Land Before Time. Okay. So I I don't know what his. I don't know like what the split in like responsibility is there, but it really does feel like like Don Bluth was just in charge of the animators and Gary Goldman was more in charge of like the heavier production stuff. Like, yeah, maybe shot composition and what the scenes are going to be and how they're going to be organized and probably even voice acting direction. I don't know. It's so weird, though, because like it's like this is this is the guy who is like he is involved in like all of the big ones. He is co-director for all of those big movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I say all of those big movies. Like what, what we think of as like kind of the stinker zone, right? Rock a doodle and all that stuff. <laughs> Thumbelina, a troll in Central Park. Like we're we're talking like real like like post the three big ones, right? Is when Gary Goldman comes so in many and Don Bluth movies. It's fucking wild. <laughs> uh, can you imagine at like the height of Disney's power making your own 
studio and just being like, I'm going to do this too. Fucking bold. Help define our childhood. No, absolutely. And he, and like, I say what, like, I don't, like, we, I, I, I think we all vary wildly on the scale of how we feel about the secret of Nim and American Tale and the Land Before Time and All Dogs Go what. to Heaven. But those four movies fucking hit. I don't think I have seen a Don Bluth movie as an adult that I have actually liked. Like, I think every Don Bluth movie <laughs> that I've sat down and watched, I was like, okay. There, I mean, and I, I, there, there is something I quite enjoy about Anastasia, but it's same. because it's like a good, like, well done it's, movie, less than, it's, you know. <laughs> it's good. It's like, it's like, an, it's a piece of art on like a technical level, like Bambi. You know, it is right. like, well, it is like a, a showcasing the tech. But like American Till does not reach Bambi. I like we slogged no. through American Till the whole time. I was thinking like, I thought I liked American Till. No, I absolutely. And like, we're never going to watch the Land Before Time movies because like, there's just no point to it. But like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I still think I, that the I Land Before might, Time 5 I is good. I might still push for just the ones with the T-Rex in them. Just three and five. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. three and five. Um, this sounds like a fun weekend. I bet, you know, I have the last time I watched The Land Before Time 5 was, I think, when I was in high school, which is way too late. Um, <laughs> because I, I forced my little brother to watch it. That was the compromise movie when he was like, <laughs> I want to watch the SpongeBob movie again. And I was like, no. Oh, the, um, the SpongeBob movie. It gets old after the first watch. It's not a bad it, movie, but you can't repeat it, the jokes. It gets old in the, the middle of the first watch. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, uh, boy, they replayed that all the time. It, it was big. Unlike um, Nickelodeon, it it got pretty old. Yeah. So so sorry. Go uh, on. Land, Land Before Time Five was one of those compromise movies. Like like mm-hmm. I, I, if I put this on, he won't complain. Um, I actually don't know how he feels about it now that he's an adult. I should ask him, but yeah, I, I'm looking at like all of these movies and yeah, I can't like, I think of all of the ones that we've seen, uh, Anastasia is definitely the best one, but like even like, it's got the strongest music too. Yeah. That's pretty big for me. Even outside of the Bluthiverse, right? Like looking at, at Swan Princess or Balto. Mm-hmm. Like those movies aren't really hitting the the pop cultural like zeitgeist as much as Bluth was. Like Bluth really had something, mm-hmm. and this movie is really like, oh, you did you? It was a, it, it was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> you never really knew what you were doing. Oh, I don't know because like, do you know who? <laughs> Do you know who else has movies like that is Steven Spielberg? And part of me yeah. thinks it's that Spielberg has to know how movies work, even if he keeps on churning out ones that nobody wants to see. Yeah, but, you know, like, I don't fucking like Lincoln, but that's like a movie, you know? <laughs> like, right? You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking watch... Um, this movie Red- did have big Kronk's new groove energy. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so bad. And it's like... I would argue that this movie has a little bit more substance, but it's also yes. so much shorter. <laughs> or it feels shorter. I don't actually know. So what movie okay. is this? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I guess it really was Bartok the Magnificent. 
Hey, that's like how they end the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also how they start it. I think. No, they, they don't. Do, except the start of this movie is a- like actually slaps. I the Baba Yaga song. The Baba Yaga song. They started it's... singing a song about how evil and terrible the Baba Yaga is. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is going to be like a Hellboy story. This movie is going to be great. <laughs> I was so excited because that song was so good. Yeah. And and then following Baba Yaga, we get Bartok the Magnificence, uh, the song. And it's too bad because he is continuing the same song and it's not... It's got a beat. I mean, it, like, I've definitely heard worse songs, but, like, it's not good. It's, <laughs> it was so deflationary for me. Ugh. Ugh. And, 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 and I was just watching Bartok. So, Bartok the Magnificent. I guess we have to talk about this and about how this movie fails what it claims to be, what it claims to do. Mm-hmm. This movie is not a prequel. No. Because it doesn't do what a prequel would have to do. Which is like have Rasputin in it. <laughs> I thought yeah, I, when I, when this movie started, they started singing about the Baba Yaga. I was like, Rasputin's gonna be Baba Yaga's apprentice or something. That's right. That's where I was. I was like, this is it. Hell yeah! No, doesn't no. <laughs> so it's it truly is again. It, this is the curse of Anastasia, right? Like the. The, the curse of, like, the problem of Anastasia being, like, a semi-historical <laughs> cur- uh, fiction. Sorry, sorry. The curse of Anastasia was killing her whole family. <laughs> yes, but that was the curse on Anastasia. Okay, um, fine. The, the problem with Anastasia being, like, a historical fiction, right? This movie... <sighs> this is the hardest part, yeah. Th- if this movie is a prequel, then what this movie needs to do is it needs to set up the Romanovs... and rasputin right like star wars the classic example right what does the star wars prequels do it has to set up uh darth vader and it has to set up the empire boy it does it badly but this did it worse so (laughs) this this made me this made me feel like the prequels were fucking art dude like holy shit because it has nothing to do with it it has a fucking romanov in it and i fucking looked him up but i couldn't find him i don't think he's real he's not real he is not real (laughs) that like i'm so upset that they just completely the these motherfuckers had like kids for days there, there is absolutely like a loser nephew somewhere out there that they could have picked. And who is Ludmilla? What is her relationship to Ivan? Ivan's the name of the the prince. Right, 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 right. And he's not Ivan the Terrible because Ivan the Terrible is mentioned in the movie, so it's not him. No. Um. Also, that would have mean that this movie took place like five hundred years prior. to Maybe Bartok's immortal. That would be fine. <laughs> like if the baba yaga made him immortal fine i can live with that it was 500 years ago but it's just not it's just a different timeline it's it's a it's a different movie it's a different everything the only thing that connects this movie to anastasia is bartok and so it just doesn't need to be connected to anastasia they just needed to grab the little paint can tool and turn them gray and then do the movie. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, just, we don't even get the sexy bat. 
right? Like, no, we don't so, get a sexy bat. We we're get so a far away from strange like, thing. I don't, I don't we know. We get a. I think it's a snake, but it has arms in a scene. Sometimes, yeah. So, I don't know. Bartok, we <laughs> we've been talking around the movie. That's because it, I can summarize it in a sentence. Well, he's a performer, right? So he's a performer and I guess low-key a grifter, although I feel like the performance that he does, people know that it's a lie. This is the type of performance. He goes around claiming that he has slayed a bunch of monsters mm-hmm. and he ends the show by a bear coming out and he kills the bear. Okay? Best character in the movie. Now, how does a bat get all these props? Why does a bat need all this money? We never get the answer to those questions. Well, he has to pay the bear. But he's ripping off the bear. <laughs> or he yeah. would be, except the bear is played by Kelsey Grammer and is like just as good as ripping hi- at ripping him off. And the bear's like, we're never separated. So I guess that bear fucking dies at some point between this movie and the next movie. In those 500 years. <laughs> the, the bear is also like a trained Shakespearean actor. Yeah, he's the joke is that he's British. Uh, that's it. It's fine. He's okay. No, you know what? I take it back. He's bad because the I can I could not get a grip on the bear's personality because he would be all fucking over the place on what he thought Bartok should do in a scene. Yeah, he he would go from being like Bartok. This is this is what you need to do. You need to be a hero. You suck so bad. You could never be a hero. Right. It's, it's just, like it's very <laughs> strange. Like he's also a grifter. And okay, here actually, this is a great moment for this. Ivan, the child who is going to be czar one day, mm-hmm. gives Bartok a ring for yeah. quote unquote saving his people. Fine, Ivan's an idiot. Um, he's a child. The regent Ludmilla is like, nah, you can't give him the ring, but it's too fucking late. And the bear's like, you're not going to keep that ring, right? That's a royal ring. And I'm sitting here like, why do you care? You're a grifter. <laughs> you're you're not even from here. Yeah, you're British, dude. You guys, what you guys do is you go to fucking Pol- Poland's part of Russia at this point. You go to fucking Germany. You go to you go to Switzerland. You just skedaddle with that ring. Bob's your uncle, man. No one's going to know who, belo- who that ring belongs to. No one gives a it's, shit. Yeah, pull the stick out of your ass. What are you doing? Um, so it's just strange. I'm like, the, the bear's all over the place and what he thinks should happen. He tells Bartok to give the ring back, which strikes me as something that might offend a child czar, which I don't want to do because he could have me killed. Oh, yeah, dude, you don't. Child king? No way, man. I'm not messing Bad. with that shit. Bad shit. Oh, but it's okay because this child king, we know we know that he's the good guy because, I guess because he's the, a real Romanov and Ludmilla fucking isn't. Yeah, it's because, well, we know he's a good guy because he's voiced by Hey Arnold. Is he? Yeah. That's kind of great, actually. I missed that. <laughs> I recognized the voice. I was like... Maybe if they were playing some some jazz behind him. I would love it if this Russian czar child king was wearing, like, a kilt. <laughs> what yeah. Ludmilla has, like, an un, an, an indescriptive, like, relationship to, to Ivan. She is his, like, caretaker, advisor, vizier. Not his mom. I got to the point she's gotta be regent 
Okay, that's the only thing that makes sense because he is technically not the czar. She keeps saying he will be czar. So, like, she has to be region, and part of her job has to be raising him. And she gets fucking sick of it because he gave this ring away, which is such a low thing. Like, well, <laughs> come on. I don't like Ludmilla's character, but Catherine O'Hara, who's voicing her, is doing such a good job of just being like, I fucking hate this kid. I hate you, this kid okay. so much. Can I tell you my problem with Ludmilla? Yeah. She's a better ruler than Ivan. And I know oh, yeah. low bar, low bar, right. but like, easy. do you know, do you know what her reasoning for taking the throne is? It's from listening to the peasants complaints. And when Bartok comes back in at the end of the movie, all the peasants are fucking there because she is doing like an outward facing politic. Like she's like, I'm going to win the people over. And do you know yeah. who doesn't do that? Not to put too much of a pin in it, but the Romanov family. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Is is like something happens to the Romanov family in the beginning of Anastasia due to their lack of, let's say, tactfulness. <laughs> yeah, this movie being at all connected to Anastasia just ruins Ludmilla as a villain. Like, so whatever. I'm 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 not too burned up about she, it. She should have like she, drank that potion and turned into Lenin. Also, she has big. <laughs> She has big Yzma vibes. Oh, in, yeah. This in is the weirdest pre- way. Yeah, by like a year. Right? And I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if a character animator left Emperor's New Groove and came to Bartok the Magnificent. But she's Yzma to the point that like there's a bit with a lever and the potions look like the same potions. And I was yeah, it was distracting. they do. They really <laughs> do. Like, What's happening in this movie? I, I, here's the thing. We'll never know. I'll never know why that happened. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it really does feel like somebody somewhere is connected in some way. I like, who knows what it could be. Yeah, it's got, I mean, it's got to be something. I know that that movie fell apart before it got back together. So maybe some of the animators left and, and joined this one. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. There's, like, no way to know unless you, like, ask every individual. Like, the person who animated Yzma, if you can find Don him. Don Bluth, like, like hey, lives near me. I could track him down. I don't think he's going to remember. I don't think he's going to remember. Probably not. Uh, he's, he's, like, he's, like, 100 years old. Um, um, so so the, the, the crux of the film is that Ivan gets kidnapped in the middle of the night very clearly not by the baba yaga like as an adult watching the movie obviously not by the baba yaga they don't show her Mm -hmm. um but the baba yaga is blamed fine Mm -hmm. let me tell you why the baba yaga is blamed because for reasons that i cannot fathom ludmilla is like okay got rid of the czar now all i have to do is get bartok the magnificent killed why? I guess because he has the ring? I gotta get rid of this bat. She just but he, doesn't like him. And again, that's fair. He sucks. He does <laughs> like, suck, but like, does he suck f- for like a royal murder plot level? I don't think he does. He just kind of sucks. 
I, I definitely think maybe it was like an optics thing. Like, well, I need everyone to to think like I did something to to save the prince. A hundred percent, it was an optics thing. But she could have sent a guard, <laughs> like some. But like, I'm gonna send a bunch of guards in here. Like, if she was really evil, she'd be killing her guards, right? But she just goes to kill yeah. Bartok. And I just think she's not that evil. I would probably try to kill Bartok if I spent any amount of time with them. Most of the characters in the movie do. <laughs> Literally every character in this movie, except for the snake whose name escapes me. The pink snake, yeah. Pilaf. Sounds right. Everybody else gets so fucking sick of him. Yeah, so Lydmilla sends Bartok off on this grand adventure. Well, sorry. Sends Bartok off on this grand adventure, and Bartok is like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And then that's when... This bear, this whole time, has been hiding because he's been having to play dead. So he's been hiding under the thing, and he's been like, no, don't, oh, don't, don't accept this grand adventure. And then the moment they're out, he's like, he sings a song about how he has to accept the grand adventure, and I don't get it. I don't get it, Kelsey Grammer. It's also, it's very distracting that Kelsey Grammer was in the last movie. (laughs) No, right? I know. It is wildly (laughs) distracting. So... They go and they find the Baba Yaga's front door, which is a CGI skull voiced by Tim Curry. Tim Curry is evil CGI. He is a big evil door. He tells one okay joke and like four more bad ones. I love the Frasier episode that this teased to me. (laughs) The idea of Tim Curry showing up as like an extravagant, flamboyant, like... (laughs) gay riddler I mean, <laughs> in a Frasier episode can you imagine the sexual tension in the 90s and we get it for like 10 seconds in this movie and I was like better movie better movie the one I, I, I want to be clear the one Tim Curry joke that I, I quite liked was he keeps asking like low key riddles but he opens the first one with this like really long algebra problem <laughs> Yeah. And like Bart Bartok is like right on top of it. He starts writing it down the whole way, like the length of this thing. And then he just says, What kind of key goes to the Baba Yaga's door? And Bartok looks up at him and said, Oh, I thought it was like an aric- arithmetic thing. <laughs> and it's yeah, just that, that, that joke did get me. That um, was a good joke, but it might be the good joke in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, no other joke in this movie lands. Um, uh. So, and we're halfway through the movie at this point. So, yeah. <sighs> then he meets we meet the Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga. Baba Yaga is just some old lady who has magic powers. I am irritated because it becomes very clear as this goes along. Because this this part of the movie fucking drags for a bit. It becomes very clear that Baba Yaga is not evil yeah at all she's just an old magic lady and like okay but she lives behind a giant skull in an iron wood i need her to be evil like maybe she's evil but she wants bartog to kill this bitch because like she's messing with her fine but i need her to be evil (laughs) At, at the very least she needs to be menacing right i'm thinking of like the the two sisters from Spirited Away. Okay, yeah. Right? Like, either she needs to be the evil sister or the incredibly menacing but good sister, right? Like, this kind of, like, I don't know, 
She's just kind of like a bland old woman. She's like doddering. Yeah, she's pretty nothing. It's really lame. I was excited about the Baba Yaga at the start of this movie. I was so psyched about it. Uh. <sighs> anyway, she sends him to go get the snake girl. Um, tells him the bear can't help him, and so he builds, like, a big engineering thing to, like, fling her back. It, it, it was weird. And, and um, then he builds, uh, or no, he goes to uh, an ogre who I hate. Everything about this, uh, character and its design uh, sucks. Gotta take his hat. Takes yeah, his hat. Yeah, takes his hat. Thank you. I forgot what he had to do there. He takes yeah, his hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then he has to get a feather that doesn't fall. Sorry. He's not allowed to fly. I need to mention something because in between this and the feather, he gets a night's rest. One night's rest. Yes. Thank you. I have a question. Like Jesus. For fucking why? <laughs> like, why did they think? The writer had one of those, like, the writer had one of those, like, plot hole moments where he was like, oh, no, he's been awake for two days straight. Audiences aren't going to believe that. Keep him awake for two days straight. Keep the stress on. What are you doing? He could mention how tired he is when he has to build the last thing. He's He's just an animated bat, dude. He'd be awake for a hundred years. Like, who cares? falls asleep, and I'm like, what are we doing? And I was like, it was a demo that I was like, okay, so not only, yeah, not only is the Baba Yaga not menacing, not evil, but she's like explicitly being like, time for you to go to sleep for a little while, nappy nap time. I'm like confused. So, yeah, so he, he, and he's he gets a, a real day's asshole rest. about it. He's such a dick. He's, he's a dick throughout the whole movie. He does this thing that I fucking hate. I think that video games do this more often than movies, but I fucking hate this shit where a character just complains about having to do things and it's like dude if you don't want to do it i certainly as hell don't want to watch you do it like (laughs) it's it's such a it's such a he's such a bad like uh uh he's such a rotten tomato about it like the whole movie bartok just doesn't want to do anything and it's like this this sucks as like a hero right like you you the ideal would be that he really wants to do it but because of his you know small stature because he's a tiny little bat and he's like a little shit <laughs> and his bat his bite can never be as big as his bark but instead right. he spends a whole fucking movie complaining and it really it really wore me down it really wore me down um, um yeah so then he goes and gets the feather but he can't fly gets the feather builds a tower builds builds a tower out of all the other junk he got Grabs the feather, brings it back. Turns out this was a potion for him. The Baba Yaga yeah. breaks down crying because he starts insulting her. And he does do I that. sat there the whole time like, I think she's really crying. Which is so weird for this character. <laughs> right. It, it's not like a trick, which is what I thought it was as well. It's Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, and then the fucking uh, the bear is like. You know, Bartok, you really did something only a hero could do. And it's like, my God, what are you talking about, my man? He literally didn't do anything. He just felt bad. He showed compassion to a woman who had only been helping him out this entire time. Oh, God, can you imagine? And so. But okay, she's ugly, Andy. She gives him this magic potion. No, we're going to get into it. She gives him this magic potion. 
And it's like, yeah. this magic potion is going to, it, it will bring out your inner self. Right. I'll be honest. I sort of saw what happened next coming. However. Yes. Yes. I still really wanted Bartok to have a sip of it. I like, I was like, we set all this up and where's his fucking inner self? Also, it should really only work on him since it needed his tears, but whatever. Right, right. This is this is just me as like as like a writer thinking about how you build magic in how stories. And even in like the realm of fairy tales, right? Like if you're thinking about your like Jack and the Beanstalks, like yeah. Bartok should there there is a rat in the background of this fucking movie that gets to take a lick of that fucking potion juice and Bartok doesn't get even a drop? Are you kidding yeah. me? There should have been like a little bit that he was like I need this mm-hmm. and drink a little. And and they don't even they don't even do the thing where he's like or they he does he, they don't even do the thing where they're like and see he didn't even need the magic potion. The true strength was inside of him all. No. They it it literally it just doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, he just, he just didn't need it. And so, like, all the Baba Yaga did was hurt him <laughs> with this thing that she made to help. And then tell him, oh, hey, you didn't have to come all this way because Ivan's just been in a tower in town the whole time. Yep, yep, yep. I got to say, you know what I love in video games? <laughs> I love it when somebody gives me a quest and mm-hmm. I have to walk all the way to the other side of the goddamn map. And then I get there, and they're like, oh, man, it's so cool that you made it. But you have to go all the way back to where you came from. Yep, super cool. Uh, and I'm like, oh, cool, fuck this game. And then I turn it off. <laughs> that's this movie. Like, that's this. That's the, the whole movie. We're going on this, like, montage venture. And then at the end of it, it's like, why did you even leave, dude? The What you were, what you... You, what you were looking for was both inside of you the whole time and also where you started. But he doesn't do all the important things you're supposed to do when... Because a lot of great stories have, like, a pointless adventure, yeah. right? But he yeah. doesn't do the, the shit you're supposed to do on the quote-unquote pointless adventure, which is, like, make some fucking friends who help you in the climax. This this is literally, like, like, like every Wizard single fucking Studio Ghibli movie. Like, like okay, yeah, but, like Wizard of Oz, she doesn't need to go on any of that adventure. She just needs to tap her damn heels together. But yeah. she goes on this adventure, and she and a Tin Man and a Scarecrow and a Lion murder a and the, witch. And a, and that Scarecrow is holding a gun, lest you He's forget. He's holding a damn gun. He was ready to take people out. And none of that happens in this one. I mean, Kelsey Grammer's with him, but Kelsey Grammer was with him the whole time. He doesn't get the evil Tim Curry skull to attack. That would have been good. That would have been sick. <laughs> they don't. They don't help Bartok overcome the evil, right? Like, no, they cause the evil. <laughs> I think Ludmilla might be the best part of this movie, not because she's super good, but because she's the only part that actually works on any level. It's, she's acting like in the way a person would act. Yeah. Or at least, like, a Jafar-type character. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't but need like, to be, like, like, believable human, but she's got that sort of Disney villain energy. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know why she decided to drink that potion, but, like, he talked about how great it was, so she gave it a shot. 
And you know what? She didn't regret it for a second. More power to her. Yeah, she... (laughs) The speed at which she went from, I want to be the queen of all Russia to, you know what? Moscow could be rubble is awesome. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, so he goes, so sorry, he goes to see Ludmilla and be like, don't worry, I've found Ivan. He's in the tower. Uh, Bartog apparently also quite stupid, quite stupid. Um, and she's like, he's in the tower. Okay, let's all go to the tower. And by all, she means her and him and her guard. This might be my favorite I part love of the this. movie. I love this. This is such a great reveal. Yeah, except for the one... Obviously, that that very good joke. Um, yeah. But this might be my favorite part of the movie, where it turns out, yes, he is in the tower, and Ludmilla did not know. <laughs> Excellent. The, and the, the guard literally just has his cronk moment of like, well, did you need to hear those words exactly? Yeah, he's like, he's like. Oh, my. And the, he's like, her turn. Yeah, I. I I got those R and got him out of the way, like you said. And she was like, I meant out of the way, like kill him. And he was like, but he's the czar. <laughs> Fucking excellent. So good. <laughs> it's, it's like really good. No, it's 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 absolutely like the that's the great joke. I I just love a villain who was outdone by her henchmen, but we never got to see it because she's a twist villain. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, if this, if the rest of this movie was good, that would have been like a super excellent last minute reveal. Well, I mean, yeah, like if, if the rest of this movie was good, it would have just been like the Emperor's New Groove, right? Like it's, except, it's kind of funny. The, the Emperor's New Groove does it the other way, where you see what everybody's thinking the whole time, which is yeah, like the classic yeah, yeah, yeah. way to do a Disney movie. And I do think it's better because you get a lot more build up that way. Um, but like, uh, I just when I when I saw this happen, I was like, man, I fucking wish I'd seen this in a good movie because that was really good. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a fun time. So Ludmilla take puts Bartok in a tiny little bat cage that she did have prepared in this tower, even though she did not know this tower existed. <laughs> well, this tower is a cage for humans and they're like talking animal companions. Oh, fair, fair, fair. You know what? I made that up on the spot, but it does sound like something that would happen in this world. (laughs) And so she takes his potion and is like, well, if this potion makes me even more powerful, then of course I'm going to drink it. Because there's no such thing as too much power. And I... How do you feel about this song? It It is okay. I think... The thing is, everything this movie was doing at this point, I was already kind of done with the movie. So if I have have a hard time focusing on the song itself, the transformation was grisly. It is distressing. <laughs> it is truly grotesque. It is. It is nasty. She keeps the bodice on for so long, and that makes it so much more like lewd in my head that she's like turning into a lizard person. And just like yeah. has this, when it finally comes off and she just looks like Pete's dragon, but without wings, I'm fine. <laughs> but for that moment, and also the song is like a, it's 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 the villain song, but it is like a like a like a striptease kind of like motif. It's sort of like that Tim Curry song where he's the um, God, I don't remember what movie this is from, where he's like the spirit of pollution. Do you know the song I'm talking about? And 
all oh of his lines are like super <sighs> horny, but actually about pollution. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're, I, I I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like That was probably another Don Bluth movie, actually. <laughs> was that fucking No way. I'll bet you a million dollars. Hold up, hold up. I'll find it. I'll find this movie. The Spirit of Pollution. God, this guy's been in so many movies. Fern Gully Toxic Love. Fern Gully. Oh, God. That's not a Bluth. Is it not? No, I don't think so. That is Bill Croyer. That's through. That's a 20th Century Fox. Okay. Well, I did find it. I lost a million dollars on that, but the song is Toxic Love. <laughs> toxic love yeah no it is it is exactly like that it's like it's like a weirdly the again the music the lyrics themselves are super boring mm-hmm. it's it is literally just i can't wait to be a uh, super powerful but the the like motif of the music is very like sexual and it's weird and it's, it's not weird. it's a weird it's, weird vibe and the imagery is just so grotesque and also like again like i don't want to like get too far into it but like the the I did not expect just like a kind of like ninth top of the ninth inning like fat phobia in this, but like like that's the the like that's the twist right is like Luke Miller who is this like incredibly like stick like uh, she uh, looks like a, she's like a character yeah she looks like Yzma she's just like a stick person like her becoming yeah. truly evil is her becoming this like big horrendous overweight dragon without wings and also her overweightness is her downfall i didn't read it like that but you definitely could read it like that it's just kind of a weird touch right like she could have just been like i guess maybe they they didn't want her to look too much like the dragon from from um, sleeping beauty right sleeping beauty but like that's that's exactly where my head went that's what she should have been she should have been like a dragon yeah 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 but she looks too much, like I said, like Pete's dragon. That's that's what she looks like. And it's like a goofy dragon. Yeah. And so so she turns into this dragon and she goes into I, I do also kind of love this. She just walks into the 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 Kremlin and is like, citizens of Moscow, I have returned. And they're like, oh, shit, a dragon. She and she, she like <laughs> turns on a dime. I love it. <laughs> looks at the floor and instantly loses her humanity and becomes a monster. <laughs> Amazing. Astounding. It's wild. Wonderful. It's so wild. Uh, yeah, and so she destroys Moscow for like five minutes, maybe. Bartok, with the help of the bear, escapes. And so there is something I, I, I want to give this movie its due where it has tried to earn it at least. Bartok yeah, yeah, yeah. has to solve like fifty fucking problems in this climax, and I do find that interesting. It, like he's got to stop her. He's got to save the czar. Um, at one point, somebody's just yelling at him, the tiny bat, to put out a fire, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm yo, working on it." This is it's it's again it's it's so close to working, but like at this point, I'm like, this guy can't do it. I'm already I'm s- done with this movie. I fucking I wanted him to have a little drop of the potion so we get powerful enough to stop her. Oh, I, dragon like, be dragon. Let yeah, them fight. I, I, I needed something, you know. Um, and yeah, he like he like tricks her. I guess she's not. I guess she is inhuman enough that he can trick her a lot easier. He like tricks her into yeah. flooding Moscow, and I watched that happen, and I was like, 
Um, I don't know that that's necessarily better. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, I get it, I get it, I get it, I do get it, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, and then she destroys the tallest Kremlin Tower, and it fall, and it, it and her crash through the walls of Moscow. Yep, yep, yep. Going great. Killing her instantly. And that's like an, that's, I think that's technically an on-screen death. I'm not sure. It cuts away pretty fast, but like. But in the last scene, everybody's cutting off dragon meat, cooking it over the fire. <laughs> it's pretty brutal for like a movie for like five-year-olds. Nah, it's a Don Bluth. <laughs> you gotta toss in the occasional on-screen death. That, that's true. I, sorry, you are correct. We do have, we do get to watch both actual human beings and mice get pogromed in uh, in one of those movies <laughs> i think littlefoot's mom dies on screen right y- yes she absolutely does it's a very slow death too she gets like a mufasa moment and then we get like five minutes of this little shit just crying next to her corpse like oh it's pretty God. rough it's rough that movie's sad i'll be honest i cannot stand that movie and i think it's too much like lion king <laughs> <laughs> is it but it's is it in conversation with lion king or did it come out like i actually think it came out before lion king but it's like they were doing wild. the same thing and lion king just like hit those notes a bit better yeah lion king was like a beautiful like emotional journey and land before time got dinosaurs <laughs> and land before time was dinosaurs who were sad yeah <laughs> why did god make the dinosaurs sad Especially because we all know how it's going to end for them, right? Like, that's messed up. Honestly, this was the thing that stressed me out about any dinosaur movie when I was growing up. Let me tell you the plot of every dinosaur movie. There is a major meteorological disaster that the dinosaurs have to outrun. At the end of the movie, they always do it. And that stressed me the fuck out as a kid. Because that's not the last one. That's not the last one. There's going to be one where they no longer do it. Uh, where they don't make it. And to be fair, you know, I think like logistically that that's that's basically an instantaneous death for for uh, half the planet. It's part, But that's part of the reason why I truly don't think that that is a good plot line for a dinosaur movie. <laughs> They're around for millions of years. Other shit happened. There, so that and that's the end of this movie, right? Like, this and movie that's is, the end of Bartog the Magnificent. The dinosaurs show up and then they all die from a comet. I'm pretty sure. And somehow, this leads into Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is, he flies up and Baba Yaga's there in her um. Oh that my really god! Weird I way that Baba Yaga shit. rides in like a it's cauldron, a mortar and I pestle. Think? Yeah, it's like a big mortar and pestle. Right, the mortar and pestle. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's like a classic Russian... That's part of classic Russian Baba Yaga folklore. Mm-hmm. And they just decided mm-hmm. to throw it in. Um, Why not? She does, she does have the chicken house and everything. I want everybody to be clear. It's not a bad setup for Baba Yaga. She's just boring. Uh, <laughs> and then she calls him Bartog the Magnificent. And the movie ends. And I'm sick of it. But it was 60 minutes. And that was... Okay. Again, it 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 went down like a like a glass of water that was the perfect body temperature. Yeah. Like I didn't even rec- I didn't even realize it, which is part of the reason why I was like, no, we have to rec- we have to record this now. We're gonna even though our lives are a mess. This movie. I 
God, I'm not gonna fucking remember this shit. <laughs> like, nothing happens. Yeah, this movie. This movie is truly like a nothing burger. Like you said, there is like no. It's just. It's just two breads. It's two like two soggy breads. Oh man, they're soggy. That's bad. It's like it's yeah. fine. It would be. It's it's odd in that it's a movie. We watch a lot of kids' movies on the show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And it's a movie that if I was sat in front of with a kid, I would probably think nothing of it. There are a lot of movies I would get much more annoyed at than this movie. Yeah, probably some yeah. movies that are like explicitly better than this movie. Like if I was watching a certain amount of the Tinkerbell movies, I'd start being like, "Why was she just born at the beginning of that scene?" <laughs> I would start like getting irritated with the logistics of the Tinkerbell movie, but there's no fucking logistics in this movie, so I just don't have to care it's, about anything. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of wild because it's like you know, like the the Tinkerbell movies are at least they're they're playing in such a weird fucking mythology that, that they keep building off those absolute madmen. <laughs> yeah, for some reason they just decided to like treat that shit like gospel, but like. <laughs> That's something to do, right? Like, even, um, and, like, even, like, some of the other, like, kids' movies we've watched, like, there's a certain amount of, like, fun factor to them, Mm -hmm. at the very least. Like, I don't think this hits the lows of, you know, like, Balto 2 or Kronk's New Groove. But it doesn't hit the highs of Balto 2. Balto 2 is buck wild. (laughs) Yeah, right? That's the thing, though, is there's, like, it's not bad enough to comment on, and it's not, like really good at anything yeah um and then again right like it's like anastasia's already like such a hard sell for me that to have this also like on its like legacy i just think is like a mistake um a movie a movie that uses a human person is always rough and throwing a sequel at it that focuses on the sidekick of the bad guy is just wild it's just wild. It's like if fucking Aladdin 2 was about the parrot, which is kind of what Aladdin 3 I is about. Con- no, 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 no. Okay. Aladdin 2 is, it- is about the parrot. Is it? Yago oh, gets two remember. songs in Aladdin 2. Yeah, that's, that's right. The whole crux become- of that movie is that he has to decide between this like new leaf he's trying to turn over and the fact that Jafar that's is right. back. That's right. Oh, wow. Aladdin 2 did it better. Aladdin 2 technically did it better, but that's not a good movie. <laughs> Last thing, before because we're, we're, we're hitting 60 minutes, so I need to, we need to be done. But one more yeah, thing. This movie, this movie does look like shit. <laughs> like, this movie does absolutely look terrible. But I do think, I don't think it's because the animation is bad. I don't know why they went with this art style, but like this whole movie looks like a fucking Dr. Seuss ass Whoville ass book. It right? doesn't <laughs> look like Anastasia, which was like the whole, we mentioned it. It's like, wow, it's weird how everybody is just people like shaped like people. These people are not yeah. shaped like people. And Anastasia has the same, Anastasia like feels like um, the same level of like effort into like making a city filled with people that like, uh, 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 a hunchback of Notre Dame did right. This like right. opulence and beauty and structure, and this, and this movie one just is has like, like peasants in the background. It's like, empty. Hey, it's here. like devoid of life. It is the fucking like hills from Green Eggs and Ham back there. It is extremely funny to see a crowd scene in this movie. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of playing um one of the Kingdom Hearts games. 
had the yeah, Cinderella yeah. ball scene in it, and they didn't have any extras in that scene. It was just Cinderella, the prince, and her sisters. Just standing in the and background like... They were, mm. they were just standing there. It was so fucking funny. It was like... The power like, of the PlayStation 2. It's gotta be 2008, <laughs> guys. You can't just toss some bodies in. At least get the uh, 2D like paper cutouts or something. 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 Uh, anyway, this was this like we said, this movie was fine. Like it was, it was fine. It wasn't good. It was, it was like yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Direct to Video. BHS. I have been your host, Tony Robusto. I have been your host, Andy Reyes. I guess this is our Halloween episode now. Because oh, there God, was a I bat know. in it. Yeah, I guess that's all it takes. <laughs> we gotta we gotta move, I think. I I wanted to do like a Scooby Doo after this. Oh. Right? That was my original pitch. But I do think maybe we should just watch The Land Before Time three and five. <laughs> That's it's, very funny. Yeah, I I think we gotta do it. That's I'm too like on the Don Bluth shit. I need something to wean me off, and I think The Land Before Time three and five is gonna do it. It's gonna get us out of there, and we're gonna have to come back. We're gonna have to come back. Sure, sure. Um, it's just like we need a break occasionally. The guy yeah. writes mostly bummers. Um, it's truly, it's truly wild how depressing these movies can be. <laughs> uh, did I say about your host Tony Robusto? I don't remember. Yes, yes. Wait, did, okay, wait. I'm on Blue Sky now. Um, so I'm at Theater Bats on Blue Sky. I'm not on Twitter oh, anymore nice. because heck yeah, it sucks. And I'm on Blue Sky. And I basically only follow like Neil Gaiman and two other people, and it's extremely chill. <laughs> I I no longer see like trending import like sh- like trending shit anymore. I no longer get my news for a social media site, and it's like awesome. <laughs> oh man, dude, I'm like subscribed to like eight different email like threads. Okay, and that's the old school way to do it. Yeah, it's all just, like, journalists that I follow because I I still need my news. But, like, I'm not on anything. I'm so happy. I'm, like, so just, like, it's been months, and, like, I just don't think I'm ever going to do social media again, which I guess is, like, not kosher. Like, I'm sure I'm going to do something on probably YouTube or Twitch at some point just because I, I like, need need a hobby. (laughs) I have been learning a lot about fountain pens (laughs) from Blue Sky. About what good oh, really? bad fountain pens there are. About a uh, about oh. how there is apparently uh, somebody who makes fountain pen ink that also has like weird neo Nazi views, and people found out and were like, "Well, I guess I gotta buy my ink from somewhere else now." And I was like, "This oh. is what an what an odd thing to now know about." Anyway, follow me on Blue Sky if you want to like be one of the Dang. three people on Blue Sky again. Very chill. <laughs> It's just a hang, man. If you want an invitation, you can mail us at direct at mail <laughs> at direct video because I'm not doing anything with with these invitations. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's 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 we're all here just having a chill time. That's good vibes, chill good vibes. Oh, and find me on inspiredbytrueevents.org because I do continue to update that. 
uh, even when we don't update this, because it's a lot harder to get two people together than it is to get one person to occasionally write something down. It's true. It's true. It is hard to get two people together. You can find me. Uh, you can find me around. You know, like a like a wandering Ronin. Um, <laughs> if you really do need to contact me, you can find me on co-host at Digital Sous Chef. So, and if uh, my other podcast has been on hiatus for a while, just because life has been a little too hectic for me to have time to do anything and for me to have time to do anything, but we will be coming back shortly. We have a plans for kind of maintaining. Uh, a certain speed of production once we do come back. I'm really excited about that, but that is over at They're going to try Pictures. cocaine. And a lot of methamphetamine. <laughs> so, Tony, I don't know if you know this, but I'm in medical research now. Oh. So you <laughs> can get the good so shit? I, I, I cannot, but I do know a lot about why you should not do those things. <laughs> Um, I can't get the good shit, but I know why I shouldn't get the good shit. I'm the most boring human being on the planet. <laughs> it's true, but you know, we have fun here. So yeah. Um who are we thinking again? Probably Ridley wrote Oh shit on a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> this is my own fault. This is this is again. We we miss one one deadline and it's yeah, like yeah 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 everything's no, wrong. It's, it's it's thank you to Scott Buckley for Homeward, which should be playing right now if we have managed to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and tune in next time for The Land Before Time three. <laughs> Don't remember what the subtitle is. Oh, uh, we gotta find that subtitle. Oh, I, I thought I had it on the top of my head. Five is Mysterious Island. Plan before time three. Land is it three? Time. Actually, we should check. I said that with like a confidence. Great. I think it might be two. I don't know. Let's see. It's two. Ah, it's yeah, the great. Okay. It's, so okay. it's two. Okay. So first off, where the fuck is two on here? <laughs> the land before time. I I. The Great Valley Adventure. The Great Valley. You know what? It's weird. I knew it was something about a valley. They're all about it. They're all. Hey, dude. They're all about a valley. They're, the whole fucking movie is about their fucking valley and how great it is. Every single one of them. They can't stop talking about it. It's truly like... They're so horny for this valley. By the 10th movie, it is really <laughs> like overstated how good this valley is. Simmer down about your valley. I am the ghost of John Smith. Our evaporative cooler has been broken for two weeks. So actually, it's been broken for longer than that. I'm pretty sure it's been broken for a, a week and two weeks and a half. Thirty years. Yeah, it means that the the apartment is like in the mid to high eighties at night. Ugh. Which means that I haven't. I just haven't been sleeping because my body's like, no, <laughs> this isn't correct. <laughs> um. So I. I'm feeling great. Everybody is doing awesome on this call we have established. Yeah. And we watched a very good movie. No complaints. Uh, it was a, a hidden gem, truly. 